Hello, welcome to Making Creativity Pay. With the Edinburgh Fringe in full swing, I spoke to a number of performers about the marketing and promotional aspects of the Fringe. Thanks very much for coming on the podcast. Can you tell us who you are and a little bit about the show? Hi, this is Lisa Verlo with Hollywoodn't, a musical memoir about my time on the casting couches of LA when I was in my early 20s. 18, actually, I came out to LA. All the colorful characters I met and the interesting situations I was presented with. Yeah, I also dialogue with Catherine Hepburn and Marilyn Monroe about what I should do in these situations. And Barbie makes an appearance. So does Ken, actually, as my dad. It's a lot of fun. Have you performed at the Edinburgh Fringe before, or is this your first time? What kind of things are you looking forward to most? And did a show called Sex Rated G, which was a lot of fun, although nobody here really got it because they don't have the G rating like they have in the US. G is for general, you know, for kids too. So Sex Rated G was supposed to be funny. And here it's you for Universal, but it was a lot of fun. <laughs> it's just, I had to end up explaining what the, what the joke was about. And then I came blind. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. So I had a better idea this time, although it's still just a roller coaster of an experience. And roller coasters are fun, right? Yeah, it's a lot of up and downs, but um, but it's um, it's amazing seeing all these shows. It's so inspiring, and um, it's so great to be able to do my own show day after day at four p.m. Yeah, even try new things and just really get into it. So I've been having fun. So it's a lot of fun there with because then we end up kind of promoting each other's show, which is always so much easier. When it comes to flyering, what's your strategy? Do you spray and pray, or are you a bit more targeted? I think flying around the venue, I find to be, I don't know, I feel more hopeful about it because then they're they are there. Um, if I'm flying just right before, I've been flying up in the mile and that's always interesting. But I have met some very interesting and interested people. So you just never know who you're going to run into. Always have your flyers on you because really a lot of times it's the out of but I'm not actually flyering intentionally. And then that's when I run across people. And so you just got to be flyering all the time here. When it comes to promotion on social media, what kind of things do you tend to use? Are you all over everything or do you particularly use a particular platform? Social media is everything. Yeah, social media is so important. I have been, um, been on everything. Twitter, I'm trying the threads. I'm not quite sure what happening with that yet but um i've got instagram down i'm trying tiktok <laughs> first time i've been doing doing that so it's been interesting um it always seems to be the same amount of hits i get like 250 every time so i'm like oh, how do i crack that ceiling um but um it's been fun it's been challenging but yeah and just we're talking about other people's shows and tagging everyone that's the fun part because there are so many incredible shows. And then there's a lot of cross-promoting that can happen because they're, you know, find the shows that have the audience that you think you would share and um, and go to other things because you might be surprised at, uh, yeah, what's out there and what inspires your show or, you know, it's it's pretty exciting. Try everything. It has been so interesting with the whole Showtime thing because when I was here in 2015, my show was at 1:15, and I thought, "Oh, that's so early." But I had a wonderful time because I would get my, you know, get prepared, do my thing, do my show, and then I'd have the rest of the day to just fly over the next day and see shows like all, yeah, all afternoon, all evening. This time I'm on at four, um, and it took me a while to 
to really get going early because I really wanted to stay focused and work on my show. So I didn't do as much before. And then of course I had less time after my show to see other shows. So that was interesting. Now I'm finally in a groove where I, I can see a show or two, maybe just one show before my show. And um, so that's that's made a difference. So for people that are thinking, oh, their show's too early, I don't know, there's a lot of plus sides to that too. And there's plenty of people out all the time looking for shows because I've been seeing shows at noon and, you know, when I can squeeze them in. So that's... Um, that's a really important part of promoting your show too, is being there and then passing out flyers after or just getting getting ideas of what other people do in terms of promoting theirs. So for the venue you're performing at, was there anything in particular that drove the decision to go there? So I... I did go with a producer, though, which helped getting the venue and the time and let her deal with a lot of that stuff because it is a lot. I mean, just being here and getting the show on every day is a lot. So I believe in getting all the help you can, getting the biggest team you can, and having friends who will help support and cross-promote. Do everything you can. It's worth it. When it comes to looking at progress, how relaxed are you in terms of ticket sales? Do you refresh it every 10 minutes or are you fairly relaxed about how things go? I do not, do not refresh ticket sales. It's it's too crazy. You have no idea anyway. One morning I looked and it was so depressing. There was just a couple. But um, I ended up having a decent enough house, like 20 people that day. So I don't know. I mean, I don't even know if it would have reflected if I checked every 10 minutes. So just forget about checking. Just do your thing. Fly her as much as you can because that's going to help. And then show up ready to put on a show for however many people show up. Because I've actually had some of my best shows with fewer people, people and even have had some great reactions with smaller crowds. So it's really hard to say. Just don't even worry about that. Kind of do the work and then it'll happen. Yeah. Are there any particular shows you're looking forward to see or any posters or promotions you've seen? I've got to see that. Well, one show I... I wanted to see just because of the title was how to find a husband in 37 years or more. I just thought that's hysterical. And she had a great poster. So, um, JJ's show, yeah, it's impressive. And, um, reader bust is really funny too. I mean, that's a great poster, hysterical. Of course, some of my favorite shows are asexuality because it's just amazing. And, um, breakup addict. I wish, I wish I had seen that when I was 20. It would have saved me a lot of grief. And I saw a poster for Juliet Burton's No Brainer, which just looked so interesting because I love science and everything. So I I'm, I still haven't seen that show, but but I really, I saw her poster and then started reading about it. And I was like, wow, that looks very interesting. Thanks very much for taking part. Have a great fringe. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this, check out our other episodes where we speak to a number of performers about their experiences at the Edinburgh Fringe, as well as with creatives in other industries about making creativity pay.